Hi, I'm Bran, and I love, oh gosh, um, uh, musical Christmases. Christmas musicals is another way to say it. That's what I love. I'm Dan, and I despise, uh, I don't know, Christmas musical musicals Christmas. Uh, I'm Alonzo, and uh, before today, I had a much higher estimation of uh, Christmas musical, musical Christmas, and this, <laughs> this is the is Deck, Deck the Hallmark, Hallmark Podcast. Deck the Hallmark, it's his podcast. Brandon and friends host his podcast. We hope you like this jolly podcast. Oh my gosh. Guys, we're here. It's October, everybody. We've arrived. It's officially the Christmas season. Uh, Am I understanding that correctly? October is the Christmas season? Yes. Yes. You're you're wearing the limited drop. Limited edition. If you're listening to this, it's too late. You can't get them. It's the limited edition spooky Christmas season shirt that we made, and we dropped for one weekend only. That's exactly right. It's a ghost with Christmas tree lights on it. That's right. It's a very specific sweatshirt. We sold for two ten, weeks. 10,000 of them. 10,000. It's a very specific sweatshirt for two weeks of the year where Christmas music, Christmas movies play before um, uh, Halloween. Uh, Halloween. Yeah. It's very specific. Things. It's a good for the, good for this podcast. Very, yes. If you if you get it, you get it. It's thematic. That's exactly right. Alonzo, are you? are going to have them in the Hallmark Gold Crown stores next year. Oh, believe you me. Alonzo, are you, are you, are you? ready are you ready for what's getting ready to happen i am i'm gearing up gearing up for the marathon which is of course going to be a whole thing unto itself but then just yes ready for all those weeks of all those hallmark movies we're doing it can i ask you this are you any more prepared for the marathon now that you've experienced it once Mm. oh heavens no no it's really you know I, i i don't even know it's not like oh I'm going to eat a bunch of salads or something and that'll get me ready for it. It just it just it's a thing that happens That's and right. you just go with it. I do stop eating about four or five p.m. the night before because if not I, I can't. That's that's. I can't. That is not what we did last year at all. <laughs> last we went, year we went to a steakhouse. We went to a steakhouse at we, nine o'clock at night. Yes. And I was hurting. I was hurting the next day. Yeah, but you, yeah, you got. Somebody had a chocolate martini. That's right. Yeah. yeah which course. one of us? Brand. That's who. <laughs> of course I did. I'm not a monster. You we're-, were in Mexico and you texted me from Mexico. Don't worry, Dan. They have chocolate martinis. <laughs> it is. I could keep them. I could keep them coming. Uh, I ended each evening in Mexico with a mudslide. Oh my gosh! The mudslide oh brought me to sleep. It's just just <laughs> sweet alcohol drinks. Blech. Oh gosh! Just I could drown. Uh, okay, in. wait, whoa, 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 Dan. When we when we did the live thing where we were talking about the the schedule drop, you were sending him off to have some crazy Hawaiian now. To be fair, to be fair, completely ridiculous. I will say this: my one rule on that is. is the only time that I will have like a daiquiri or a pina colada is if I'm like on a beach. I think that there is a little bit of leeway there. But like decadent sweet alcoholic drinks, I can't do ever. Like chocolate martini, I Mm. can't ever do. Like it's just a weird combo. I just can't. Can you do? Can you do a? Can you do um, a a hard uh, milkshake? A spiked milkshake? No, it tastes weird to me. The milk and the alcohol together, like Bailey's Irish cream. Just taking a sip of it, I'm just like, nah, it doesn't work for me at all. 
So I know it's a me problem. I get it. I understand that. Now, I, I hear you. Know it's about, but it's about context. You're not going to go to a swim up bar and get like a whiskey. <laughs> that's neat. right. Like that's you have right. to yeah, have yeah. a pina colada because that's right. You're at a swim up bar. Do you have any a uh, rye knob creek? <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm here. I know I'm waist deep in water, but uh, what is your ride? What is your single malt selection? Um, Caitlin went in the. She's a bourbon girl, and she got bourbon by the by the pool. Wow. She had no no qualms about it. That's bold. I couldn't right. do that. No, no, no. Listen, know what you like and like what you know. That's right. Are we ready to I dive need into mossy, please? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna dive into Zoe's extraordinary Petey. Christmas. Zoe's extraordinary oh, Christmas. That's, uh, that's. Uh, I had seen some of the series. Dan had I've seen, seen all the whole the series. series. Uh, that's right. Alonzo had seen um, none of the none series. of the series. None of it. But boy, did you get a recap? You did get a recap. Uh, it originally Thankfully. aired on the Roku channel. Everybody around the country found out that Roku had a channel with Christmas and, uh, in Carolina and Chris, Zoe's extraordinary Christmas I mean the, the the and you yeah. have look to the weird Al Yankovic <laughs> movie is going to blow the doors off that's everybody's going to know that Roku channel's a thing wow yeah. is that I thought that was that's not Peacock that's Roku channel that's no Roku channel oh, exclusive. I, I'm exclusive. so excited about Cliff. that movie so excited. Yeah, and you'll have to watch it with ads. There's no, uh, uh, there's no way there's no way around it. Uh, it's the future. Um, uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas originally aired on the Roku channel on December 1st, 2021, and it went a little something like this. Meet Zoe. If you haven't before, now you have. She tells us her story. It's a very, just in case, let me give you a quick, a quick here. Uh, one day, she has bad headaches, gets an MRI, an earthquake happens. Suddenly, she can hear people's thoughts through song. And now her boyfriend can as well. Also, she's telling all of this to Santa and Santa's like, uh, what do you want from me? And she's like, I would love some clarity. I'm going through a lot right now with the songs. My dad passed away. I want some clarity. Santa's like, all right, cool. See what I can do. Now everybody's caught up. Um, she's not looking forward to Christmas this year because it's the first one without her father. Does that sound familiar to like any other Hallmark Christmas movie? Um, and she's like, well, you know, the, I, I, I don't know what to do. Um, and to make matters worse, her mom and her brother are both kind of like, I think we're going to go do our own thing this Christmas, kind of like, you know, take our mind off of this and go do something fun. And she acts okay with this, but her boyfriend, Max, hears her heart song, and she is clearly not okay with this, because if there's one thing I know about our heart songs, if you're singing Taylor Swift's Bad Blood, you're not okay. Mm -hmm. um, after... A couple of songs, including uh, We Need a Little Christmas, right this very minute, and a great dance number to that, I might add. Uh, she decides to tell her family that she thinks that they need all need to spend Christmas together right here. And uh, after some convincing, they are finally in. So she tries to recreate all the things that her dad did to try to make Christmas special, including going to pick out a tree. But mom kind of takes a liking to the Christmas tree guy, the owner of the lot. So Zoe talks to her about uh, dating after hearing her heart song is Call Me Maybe. And she decides uh, to maybe we should join an app and uh, maybe get back out there, start dating again. But after looking through some of the profiles, she quickly decides I'm not ready for this. Uh, Zoe's friend Mo is working on a children's Christmas pageants while all of this is happening and uh which means one thing if you know mo 
it's time for Mo to sing a Kelly Clarkson solo <laughs> because you have to. Uh, it's Christmas Eve. Everyone comes together at Zoe's house, and uh, she's just crazy frantic. She's cooking everything. Everything's going on, and she's like, no, it needs to be exactly like this. Tradition, tradition, what dad would have done. Uh, suddenly, the doorbell rings, and it's the Christmas tree guy from the lot. Turns out Max also heard the Call Me Maybe heart song, so he decided to invite him to Christmas Eve without asking anyone, anyone. if it was okay. Max, read the room. <laughs> Zoe goes back to cooking after coming to terms with the fact that the Christmas tree guy is here, um, and it's finally time to eat. They are getting ready to eat. They're talking, and uh, she well, she, they're getting ready to eat. She walks out, and she sees her mom and Christmas tree guy kissing under the mistletoe. That's awkward. That's a lot to take in. Then at the table, Christmas tree guy accidentally knocks off the family snow globe that dad loved and would wind it up and they would play the song around Christmas time. It means a ton to the family. It shatters and everybody is just sad and Max feels awful. He invited this guy. This is all my fault. She goes to bed. She's like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. She gets woken up. She goes downstairs, and in the living room, it's it's snowing, and it turns into a black and white movie. Her dad is there, sings, uh, sings Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, encourages her to make her own traditions, reminds her that he's uh, always there in her memories and in her hearts. So the next day, feeling rejuvenated and inspired by her father, she apologizes. She finds Max. He's crushed about everything that's happened, but uh, she, she says it's okay. And they end up singing time after time together as two people that can hear each other's heart songs. But suddenly, she, uh, he can no longer hear her heart song. And uh, that he's, he's like, oh, no, the power's gone, but she still has her power. Uh, they go back. They're going to celebrate Christmas. They're going to end Christmas with a brand-new tradition by going to Mo and Max's restaurant where Mo is having a Christmas karaoke, which I love the name of, by the way. They all celebrate together. They all sing together. And they all dance together. And we're better for it. And now, my friends, was Zoe's Extraordinary, Extraordinary Christmas. Christmas. Exclusively on Roku. Uh, we did, everybody. Congratulations. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back. We're going to break this movie down, dismantle it from top to bottom with a thousand weight what's. <laughs> no. uh, we'll be right back here on Dyke Dogs. <laughs> We're back. We're talking about Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. I'm excited to break this down. I didn't get to it last holiday season. I didn't either. The 40 plus Christmas movies that I was watching, despite loving the show. Uh, So I was happy that I finally got to do it. But I was also excited to introduce my friend Alonzo to the world of Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. It is not often that we get to do this, Alonzo. So let us just breathe it in a little Uh, bit. This uh, this is a, a movie version of it, of a show you've never seen. So I don't know how it translates. Let everybody know what you thought of Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. 
So it's interesting. This is, I, I have been down this road so many times of movie versions of shows I've never seen. Like at the wrap, when one of those opens, and oh God, in my tenure there, there's been Veronica Mars and Entourage and uh, Bob's Burgers and a few other ones, uh, uh, Detective Pikachu. I will get somebody who is a fan of the show to write a review that goes alongside mine. That way, like if you, like me, are completely a noob, you know, you can have my POV. And if you're a fan, then this other person can That's be Fantastic, Alonzo. That's the rap.com. The rap.com. T H E W R A P. Yes. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that we're doing it this way because, yeah, I, I was thrown into the deep end here completely cold. And I have to say, I was, there were moments that I was charmed and, and like I, I love, a, I love a Christmas musical. I kind of wish it had been all Christmas music, but I guess you can't have everything. Um, <laughs> But then there were other times where I was kind of like, I bet this moment really lands if you've been watching this show and you know these characters and, you know, whatever. I, I, found, I found Zoe kind of irritating at times, frankly. Um, well, that's not just you, though, to be fair. Like, Zoe yeah. is uh, that's, uh, frustrating. That's a, yeah, that's a and feature, Jane, Jane Levy okay. does a great job in the performance, and I think you're supposed to get that. Like you're Fair it, enough. I do think that. But I keep going because I'm, I'm fascinated yeah. by this. I don't want to defend anything for you because I think this is more than fair. You know, and I do like her. I was a fan of Suburgatory. Um, Me too. And the uh, and she's really good in the the, the uh, uh, Evil Dead remake. Um, but yeah, I, you know, every so often I would find things kind of charming. Other times I would think, well, this is this is very Hallmark. You know, the talk about Chekhov's snow globe when that thing comes out, I'm like, oh, that thing's breaking. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> Seen kidding. that movie already. Um, yeah, so it was fine. Like, I, I kind of watched it at, at something of a remove, thinking I can see where, you know, for people who watch the show, they, you know, they're, they get to have this sort of resolution and they get to see these characters. You know, I, I didn't think like the, I wasn't super into the, the Max Zoe relationship, but obviously there was a lot of backstory that I didn't know about. I wasn't sure why Mo and Zoe were friends because they mm. seemed to be so completely different and yeah. Zoe was kind of a pill. But again, I figured backstory, I don't know. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I definitely some, some, some wonderful Christmas moments. I, I love, I love a big production number. Uh, and, and I think they, they definitely nailed that for what is a, you know, Roku budget here, obviously. Um, so, and I, I'll say this, I got more out of this movie than I did out of the sign seal delivered Christmas movie coming into that without ever having seen the show because they don't, they don't previously on in that movie. They just assume that you're up to, up to speed right. and know everybody right. and who yeah. everybody is this movie. Yes. You do get an exposition dump at the beginning and I was taking notes. I'm like, oh, okay. Open. Oh, mm, yes, all right, yes. <laughs> I, I needed that. So I appreciated that it was there. Um, I, 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 I want to say I loved it and I thought it was wonderful and I cried. I do one thing that I will say I I do wish that all the songs were Christmas and that's just me being selfish you aside from ridiculous. aside from time after time because every time's a good time for time after time uh, but uh, that's such boy. a weird complaint for this movie there's Christmas everywhere in this movie that's not a, even a remotely we a weird thing to request out of a Christmas <laughs> no, musical yeah no 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 I look if you're gonna open with it's the most wonderful time of the year then I'm that's the movie I'm, I'm ready prime. for I'm prime. And then, like, I got no 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 shade on Taylor Swift or or uh, you know uh, Pink else Floyd, Carly Rae Jepsen. I love Carly Rae Jepsen, but I was I, I thought this was going to be a Christmas musical. You know, I I hear you, Bran. Yeah, yeah, uh, but gosh, I, there the one of the the standouts for me was I need a little Christmas like that. 
the the song, but also the dance with the clapping. I, and the, yes, let's work good, on the choreography. Good, good <laughs> lord, <laughs> just like everything that I want out of that song, because that song is so like <laughs> frantic and like it's Christmas, and that dance number was perfect for that. Um, and so it was good to be back with the gang. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, I cried. So back off, everybody. Dan. Um. Yeah. So this is this is tough because I adore this television program. Um. And I do because it's messy. It's not a show I don't think I could binge. But for like 40-ish minutes every week, my wife and I would watch this, and when it hit, it would just hit so huge. And when it missed, it was like, all right, you gave it gave it the old college try. But it was consistently entertaining. The, the numbers were great. It's how I prefer to ingest musicals. And so I love the show. And unfortunately, the thing about the movie that works is the formulaic part of the movie. The thing that doesn't work is the fan service. Uh, that's not you, Alonzo. They try to... Act- they try to include every character and they try to give every character a storyline and they try to make it all work together and that doesn't work. But make no mistake, when it lands, it lands huge. We'll get to the, all the feels. Ours is going to be the same. We'll have different takes on it. There's a scene in this movie that is probably my favorite TV movie, Christmas movie from at least the last decade scene. It's my favorite. I, I And... You know, if you've watched the show, and I'm the only one here that's seen every episode, the show-stopping numbers are when Peter Gallagher gets to sing. And it's not because he has some great voice. It's because he's adored by his daughter, and he can't talk on the show. And so the process of this show is like celebrating a life well-lived while honoring someone who's passed away. And so every time Peter Gallagher shows up to sing... It's special, and they don't they don't run that into the ground. It doesn't happen often, and so you know that's going to happen. At one point, I said, if it doesn't, I'm 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 calling people because I'd be so upset. And so when the movie hits, it hits. But the things it hits on are the formulaic Hallmark style tropes. They do those very well. Musical numbers, the tropes of like moving on and creating your own memories, crushed. Trying to spin all these storylines like. The character of Mo is a great character. They can sing like nobody's business. Wish they were more involved with the main plot line. Yeah. Just do. We can talk about that in the way what. And so, as a fan of the show, happy to see it. As a fan of, of this type of Christmas movie musical, those moments worked. As trying to, to make sure no one complained who was a fan of the show, it kind of slows it down. It gets you stuck a little, and it doesn't feel as seamless as it would if it was like an 80-minute Hallmark movie. So hit it, a, a grab back. A grab, a grab back. back. Let's, Let's talk about the feels. Sorry, just real quick. I like the actor who plays Simon, but I could tell they grafted him onto this movie. Dude, that's a huge white what for me. Simon? Yes, John Clarence Thomas is oh, okay. a huge we'll white what. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, let you know about that in a second, but you're 100% right. Uh, it's, time for all, it's time for all the feels. <laughs> Let's talk about the feels. Uh, Alonzo, anything stick out to you? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously this is, this, again, you know, it's a, the, the hallmark thing of the first Christmas after the death of blank. Mm-hmm. Um, and f- the moment where that landed most effectively for me is where she's holding the snow globe and she walks yeah. into the different rooms and she has the memories of the different Christmas over the years. That's like, oh. That's effective. I don't know any of these people from a can of paint, but just the way this montage is set up, I get the emotions here and, and it really lands for me. Um, as a gay man, I am contractually obligated to say, Bernadette Peters! So, you know, I will do that. Uh, I'm always thrilled to see her. Uh, 
Just the, the uh, reaction was so perfect. <laughs> I actually told Brand. I said, Bernadette Peters is famous to some people. I don't know who she is, but I know some people are happy she's around. And while we were some watching people. the movie, I was, I was, because she came in the second season of the show. Be, we're reading behind your coded language. And I was like, mm. yeah, they added Bernadette Peters. Apparently that's a big deal. I don't, I, yeah, I don't. <laughs> so that was me watching the movie earlier. Dan is making enemies. It. We get it, Daniel. You like the ladies. You don't have to push this hard. It's fine. Um, I will say I am probably not as utterly on board as you guys with the appearance of dead dad because I, I thought it could have hit harder. But then again, I'm coming into this cold. And so if it is the straw that breaks your camel's back, then great. I'm not going to uh, impugn the movie for that. But as somebody who was freshly exposed to all this, it didn't quite have the same oomph. That the, and you can tell the movie thinks it's having that. Oh, yeah. It's structured in such a way. And so if it does for for fans, then, you know, lovely, but not so much for me. And I got a very big laugh out of P.S. Take us off your Christmas card list next year. <laughs> that was perfect. I thought that was as, 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 as useless a subplot as that whole thing was. That was a great punchline. Um, yeah, I, we're going to have the same scene, but I'll do the, the first part of it. And you can do the second part of it. Because I don't know. Something about her coming down the stairs and seeing her, her living room with just snow falling down and her walking in and looking out. I, I look over at Dan. I'm just like, oh, it's happening. That's right. <laughs> it's yeah. happening. Like, it was just the perfect. It just looked perfect. Perfect. I loved it. And then you can hit on Peter Gallagher, I guess. Yeah, when it went black and white, I yeah. think, is when you lost it. Like, yeah. you were just, like, trying to keep it together over there. Just, like, he's, like, squirming in his chair trying not to cry. It was something. <laughs> um, yeah, that th that entire sequence is wonderful. And I do think the reason it's wonderful is threefold. And one of them is personal to threefold? me. Threefold? All right, Southern Baptist preacher. Yeah, they all start with the letter C. Uh, no. So... One of them you really like. Avenge sevenfold. I, I, I think one of them you really have to like have be invested in the show because she gets to hear what people are thinking by singing, which is a high concept premise to begin with. And so she's the only one that ever gets to hear from her dad while he's alive. Now that he's dead, this is a dream sequence. And so it doesn't require the same level of. Um, burden for Zoe that it would if this was happening in real life. So this is a pure, unadulterated, like, just encouragement for her, like, to get to see her father in this instance, which I think is wonderful. Um, Peter Gallagher singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was great, and them dancing is a part of the show. That is a part, like, every time he comes, like, the first time you see him sing is at the end of the pilot episode, and he's been sitting still and silent for the entire episode, and he gets up and he dances with his daughter. It's one of the, it's so moving so he dances with her here it's wonderful but i gotta be honest man i you know my boys are six years old and they start to ask questions about what dying looks like and what it means and that you know when i tuck them in at night and 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 i tell them i love them they we are at a spot in our lives where my kids are scared are scared that i'm leaving and not coming back or scared there's something under their bed or scared of all these things and the thing that i have told my boys for years now is even if you don't see me, and I literally, I point to their head and I point to their heart. I'm always here and I'm always here. I say that to them on a regular basis. I say, you can always think of me. You can always know I love you. And that's how I feel about you when I don't get to see you. And Peter Gallagher does that in this movie. And I teared up 
because of that. And so for me, sure. it landed as a as a father who has used that exact same line. It landed as a fan of the show and kind of a culmination of the show from beginning to end. And so it's one of my favorite scenes of a Christmas TV movie I've ever seen. I loved every second of it. But I do grant that without those two, you know, without me knowing the show and without me having that personal experience, I'm not sure that it would have worked. There's no way for me to to be able to tell you that one. And you're going to... What's the third fold? Um, I've, I forgot midway through. <laughs> I got so... It's, it's a classic uh, Southern oh, no, 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 no. It was. It was. It's a dream. <laughs> it's a dream sequence, so it doesn't have her burden. Oh, right. So it's, it, yes, it, yes, it yes, okay. ends the beginning. So it is the end to the beginning of the show. And then for me, as sure. a father, it works. Those are the three. I was about to say, okay, wait a minute. You. And you're suing Peter Gallagher for copyright? I or? am suing Peter Gallagher for taking my line as a father. That's right. Only I can say that to my children. I love that she gets to do a dance number in like fuzzy Uggs. Yeah. That's right. It's a dream sequence. Classic. As you, as you should. Uh, let's take one more quick break. We'll come back with the wait what and the what? Bro, Roku? Here, I'll take over. I've got it. Okay. It's, oh, Roku didn't. Oh, oh. Oh, Roku didn't. <laughs> oh, Roku. Roku, you did. Oh, oh, Roku didn't. Oh, Roku didn't. <laughs> I'd like that. I do like that. Uh, let's get to the wait what's. Uh, Alonzo, what stuck out to you as a wait what? Um, well, you know, it's funny. It took me a second to adjust to this being nice Mary Steenburgen because the last time I saw her play a mom in a Christmas movie was Happiest Season, which we've also reviewed. And that's a whole different character. That's right. Uh, but no, she's she's lovely in this. I, I'm always a fan. Um I have never, I, I do not have children. I will never have children. So I've never had to do the thing of going to the kids pageant and watching them, you know, perform. But I've, I've heard you guys talk about it enough over the years that uh, it would occur to me that the smartphone, smartphone wielding parents at this community Christmas pageant um, would be coming after Mo with torches and pitchforks. That's right. so she's going to take over the show and relegate all the children to being her backup singers and dancers. So the fact that like the, 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 they don't burn the theater down, I, I thought was a little it's bit a of miracle, a miracle. Yeah. You must really be in the holiday spirit. Yeah. Um, at the end of the movie, when Mary Steenburgen goes to visit the father's grave, it says that he died in 2024. It doesn't. Okay. And Brandon said the same oh. thing. And okay. I said, so I paused it. There is a piece of dark stone. And on first glance, it says it looks just like 24. But if you pause it, it actually is a one. But it does uh, look okay. like that for we sure. We both saw it, though. Brandon saw us, it, too. Yeah. yeah. I was like, is this the future? <laughs> What's, you know... Uh, this is maybe just one of those things that, again, if I'd watched the show, I'd be used to it by now. But I, by the end of it, I was like, stop saying heart song. Yeah. I, that yeah. is the dumbest expression. Yeah. Find a new name for this thing. And this I just want to throw out because I watched this with a good friend of mine who works in the television industry. And they always spot things that we laymen will never notice. He said that every steady cam shot in this movie is crooked. Like like they would, they would get to it. They would get to a new setup. It was either like during the we need a little Christmas number during the time after time. All these different things. He was like, "It's crooked again. It's crooked again." Like it was making it was driving him nuts. I'm like, I don't see it. Can you show me what the axis is supposed to be? And he couldn't explain it to me. But apparently, if you know your Steadicam, a lot of crookedness going on in this movie. Interesting. That's the Roku Man. for you. <laughs> Roku, there you go. Oh, oh, Roku, Roku didn't. At these yeah. prices. Yeah. <laughs> NBC was like, well, fix it in post. And Roku's like, we did the best we can, guys. We, What's post? We made a, we made a movie. We made a movie. Uh, I only had one. I'll be 
honest with you, and it's a big one. Uh, I don't understand who and why you would separate your ornament by color. Yeah, they're all they're all my, going. Oh, Roku, you did. They're all going on the tree. They're all going on the tree. It doesn't make a unless sense. they're separated on the tree, which I have a problem with you in <laughs> yes. general as yes. a human. Yes, um, there's no purpose. There's no purpose in separating them in the in the bins if you're going to just put them all on the tree. Uh, aside from them opening it up and it looking cool for the camera. Pointless, worthless. I hated it. I I just wish they had more ornaments. Yeah, so many <laughs> ornaments. <laughs> there were hundreds of ball. Where are you putting all those ornaments? Good grand. You separated them by color like a monster. No kidding. Um. Yeah. So my biggest wait what's are really more about what they decided to do with two characters that are pretty essential parts of the show and feel as though they're ancillary parts of the film. That's John Clarence Thomas's uh, um, Simon, and that's Alex Newell's Mo. John Clarence Thomas probably, Alex Newell and John Clarence Thomas probably have the two best voices on the, on the show. Like, they are singers first. Um, you know, Alex Newell was on Glee for like 40-some episodes. Yeah, the um, Glee Project and then Glee, yeah. And, and, and uh, John Clarence Thomas's voice is unbelievable. He doesn't sing at all. It's a tack on. He, there was a love triangle with, with uh, Simon, Zoe, and Max initially. Ooh. Like, so there's a love triangle between those three. He doesn't get a chance. They literally give at least a bar or two of singing to every other character but this guy. And he, like... He's a great singer. Like, he, he crushes his numbers. Like, it's unbelievable. And then the most subplot bothered me because while some of that does fit the character, I, I just I just don't see them acting in, in, like, it just seemed like something they had to do. They're like, we have to give something to Mo. Let's create yeah. this subplot where she takes over a children's, like, thing. I, I, I just could, I, I just, it seems so unnecessary to the film itself and it didn't have anything to do with what the rest of the film was about and i hated it like why can't mo just join him for christmas or or be a part of that process and it's not like given the premise of this you have to have these sort of diegetic reasons for someone to burst into song that's right everyone's doing that's it right. all the time randomly yes so you don't have to structure a thing where you have to take over this stage thing and then that will be your big spotlight to do blah 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 it's like no you're you can just sing anywhere and everywhere on this show because that's what that's the right. show is and to answer your question zoe and mo live across the hall from each other and are like best friends because they i think uh, it was both their first apartments or something there's some reason that they both and mo is the first one to know about Zoe's That's gift right. and That's like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. work through it. And the heart then, song, if you will. Yeah, they've both helped each other mm. out with being <laughs> accepted. Let's put it that way over the course of two okay. seasons. Um, so there's that. Um, also, and I, I know that this, you said it briefly in your synopsis, but Max inviting other people to not his house was a shocker to me. <laughs> and not just that. <laughs> on probably like the, mo the yes. most Im important Christmas Eve of all time. That's right. Like, That's right. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, this yeah. is the, the we, we I told everybody to stay home. Yes. <laughs> Yes, because I wanted it to be this he thing. Set them up later. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's like, you know what's going to really bring the house down if I if I take matters into my own hands, re my girlfriend's mom's love life, 
her widowed mom. Yeah, her <laughs> rebounding off of her husband dying. Recently widowed mom. This, this is where I shine. This is where I step up to the plate. I, I couldn't believe that that happened. Um, and then, lastly, at the tree place, the guy, his name is Jack, I believe, he says he recognizes them. Uh, he's Jag, by the way. Jag, excuse me. Oh, yeah, he is Jag. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's no, why. No, 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 no. His name is Jack, but, but he's, he's Jag. He's that's Jag. Jag. Yeah, yes, Jag. that is Jag. Yes. Jag. Good Witch and Jag. We're on the show Jag. That's Jag. Yes. Uh, exactly. Uh, um, <laughs> Jag says uh, well, a line that had to be improv, and I can't believe they kept in, which is, I recognize your family. Uh, your husband, did he take the night off? acting as though going to get a Christmas tree is an everyday occurrence, and he decided to punch out for this one. you got to get a Christmas tree once a year. He's insinuating that the dad was like, not this year for me. No. I know we do it every year, but this year is a no for me. Taking the night off. I mean, you're not I've, taking I've, the night off. I've earned this. <laughs> I'm good. I've been getting trees every night for the last week. I need a night off. I put in my vacation request a month ago. <laughs> uh, it's time for Roku. You you say it. Oh, Roku didn't. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I'm I'm bad at it. But no, no, Roku. Now I can't even remember what it was. Sorry, Roku. You didn't. Oh, Roku didn't. You're right. Okay. So oh, Roku didn't. Oh, Roku, Roku didn't. didn't. Okay, that's right. We got it, everybody. Uh, things that we saw. Trying to add another about. you in there is what you're doing. Uh, be, uh, yeah. Oh, Roku. You didn't. Oh, Roku. You didn't. You didn't. You. Um, let's talk about things that we still have questions about. Alonzo, anything you're still wondering about? I got to go back to those ornaments because, <laughs> all right, look, if you're a department store and you have like 10 trees to do up and you have to do them in a way that is nice but generic, then yes, you're going to have several gross of green and red and silver balls color-coded and stashed in separate boxes. But like... Families don't have that. They have like a bunch of different weird ornaments right. that they picked up over the years. And yes, they might store them by theme or by like, these are the handmade ones. And these are the ones we got when we were traveling. And these are the collectible, blah, blah, whatever. But like, no, I mean, look, tell me in the comments if I'm wrong. The idea that you would have these cases of of unicolor separated ornaments for your completely bland and soulless Christmas tree. It just felt like this is what props had and we're just going to go with it. Yeah, it's it, almost, it it's like what they had available on the back lot. That was already, that well, was my thing is, is why you would, why would you need to separate them ever? Like even in a props department, why would you be like, I've got my green box here, but like even in props, when are you going to use those? They're Christmas ornaments. When are you going to use just the green ones? I mean, un unless you're do you're like you have like I have four trees and this one is all red and this one's all silver. And I mean, I guess, but like, yeah. Otherwise, it makes no sense. Yeah, that was wild. Um, my my biggest one uh, is you go, you go. So good, good. <laughs> That's your biggest one. Uh, I mine's going to be just I I can't quite buy the physics of this snow globe falling where it did and breaking because mm. it's the centerpiece of the table and then it's rolling and it's not rolling on a side it's rolling straight down to the foot of the table where conveniently no one is sitting and the thing is is it's rolling to a chair 
So unless it just veers straight left, because we watch it, there's plates there. There are plates everywhere. This thing is rolling directly into a chair, which would brace its fall. Instead, somehow, it takes a left at Albuquerque. Like, it, it, it gets past the plate, and in between the last plate and the chair, it just goes vroom, and just takes a hard left and falls and crashes. I just I, I wanted to run it, run it back and be like, there's no world where that would actually do that. It, it can't. It, this is not the physics don't work. I want to piggy piggy back on that, <laughs> and then it shatters as though the outer globe were made of like champagne glass. That's right. Yeah, 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 and yeah, not yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah. thick lead crystal that you would normally have in that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a very lightweight snow globe. Clearly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my mine was the was the uh, karaoke party. That's been at Mo's apartment every year, mm-hmm. which I, I, it seems like I don't know who was extra this year, but the, all the friends were fitting in that apartment over the past they tried, seven years. They tried to make it work by set using the line that Zoe invites. So like all of Zoe's coworkers and their friends normally don't come. Max saw it on Instagram. Zoe don't come. Uh, There's still a pretty healthy group there. There's probably like, it's still a lot, but it it was a stretch because you don't feel like that could ever happen in that apartment. Yeah. yeah, No world. Uh, We did everybody. Congratulations. What a wonderful time. I I, I must say I enjoyed getting back there. Uh, Next next week, we only got two more of these left. Christmas Collision? Uh, no, uh, which started. Uh, we saw up. on the Roku channel after it finished. There's a movie called Christmas and Coll- Christmas Collision. We started it, and it was a doozy. Th- this is a movie that premiered on. <laughs> was v- it a driver safety movie? Yeah, or? I think so. They play. They played a driver's ed every Christmas. Uh, it's a movie that premiered on VH1 last year. Good God! It's called Adventures in Christmasing. Ooh. Adventures in Christmasing. Set of adventures and babysitting, I believe, is what they were going for there. Uh, so we're going to give it a shot. And where is it streaming? It's uh, you can find it on all the. Uh, I, I think that it's only for, <laughs> all of them. On it's only the it's only for rent now, but you can you can rent it on all uh, of the, okay. on all the platforms. Yeah, it's not streaming for oh. free anywhere. Right. Uh, we did, everybody. Congratulations! Can't wait to do it again next week. Until then, maybe the first to wish you a Merry Christmas. Deck the homework is the That Sounds Fun podcast. It's produced by Tracy Noah's name. It's recorded live, and yeah, that. Greenville, South Carolina. For more information on Deck the Hallmark, you can go to deckthehallmark.com. You're about to hear some ads that help keep the lights on here at the studio. Feel free to listen. Feel free to turn it off, whatever you want to. But either way, thanks so much for your support.